0: And welcome to this week's
1: edition of the story behind the stories and today myself kate jackman atkinson owen Devereaux, and kira patterson will be talking to you about the stories behind the stories in the june 28th edition of the nepa banner and press uh kira you want to kick us off with a bit of celebration that ran on the front page
2: sure yeah so this year was um the very first national filipino heritage month and it was in june obviously um, and so the, uh, the Filipino community in Nipua kind of wanted to pull something together to, uh, to celebrate that. So they, in like two weeks, they pulled together this huge celebration, which involved a parade and uh, dancing and music and games and food. Um, and about 1,200 people came to this thing that was pulled together in two weeks, which, which is, is amazing. amazing, it was so cool. So yeah, it was amazing to watch it. Like the the parade went for like miles basically, it yeah. seemed like they had to stick to one, one side of the road so yeah. they couldn't go super wide. Um, but yeah, it was really cool to watch and really, Amazing to experience. It was it was really good, um,
1: and it was for the whole community. Yes, not just, yeah, and not for
2: more than just Sneedwa as well, yeah. because there are um, uh, there's a Filipino community in Gladstone. Yeah. There's more around in other in other towns, so they kind of invited everyone. To come so
1: yeah it was really good now owen you've organized community events before have you ever had over a thousand people show up because i know i haven't had over a thousand people <laughs> show up to an event that i've organized
0: not in a two weeks you see that was the thing we organized some stuff in ebola tourism for like three weeks yeah so we overthought it that's <laughs> that's, that's, why that that's, get, it. that's why we didn't get. 1, that's why we didn't get 1200 people clearly
1: <laughs> the problem yeah so what was your favorite part of it kira
2: um i i really enjoyed the the atmosphere of it i think Mm -hmm. everyone just seemed really into it how how enthusiastic they were Mm -hmm. um which was really cool and uh i think if i had stayed for the food that probably would have been my favorite part because food (laughs) is always the best part but uh there was like an enormous lineup so i figured there was supper waiting for me at home i figured i would let other people enjoy this food because we have a filipino community in our church as well so we often get to enjoy that at potlucks yeah so um yeah, I think if I had stayed for the food, it would have been mm. my favorite part because it looked amazing. Those <laughs>
1: spring rolls are th- oh, the yes. best. Yes, yeah. so good. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and it was amazing because I was talking to Don Wamsley of Neap Settlement Services and he said they just kind of had to keep going back and getting more yeah. plates. Yeah, that's what Milo was
2: saying, too. She said they bought, like, couple hundred more yeah. and then they ran out again <laughs> so then they went and put more and they ran out again so yeah they had about 600 people register because yeah. you had to register for the games and that kind of a thing right but um yeah, apparently twice as many as that showed up so it was well, pretty cool
1: that's really great because we always we, we often lament about how um how people don't show up for events mm. and that we can't get Behind events. <laughs> so this is really nice to see this yeah. type of enthusiasm for yeah. an event, for a new event. Yeah,
2: um, and I was glad that I heard about it in time to get the word out. Like I didn't, o- I only got it in the paper for last week, yeah. which was a couple of days before the actual event. Yeah. But uh, when I saw Mila at the event, she said, "Oh, thank you so much for that article. It helped so, so much." Sorry. So I was, I was glad that we were able to get something in for a preview, just yeah. to get the word out a little bit more because it was only on Facebook, I think, before yeah. that. So yeah, that's fantastic,
1: yeah. so, good little story about how talking about things in the newspaper helps spread the word. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> for that. Um, Owen, y- we had a very unique week this weekend in that we had two sections and two sections full of news. Yep. So we often may have two sections with one devoted to grad or Christmas. But this week, we had so many ads, so many color ads, that we ran two sections full of news. And Owen, you got the front page story on the second section. There. And not second in the sense of importance, but uh, just yep. that story was ready to go when we sent our B section. That's right, front
0: page A and front page B.
1: So you want to tell us about that story? And
0: what was great as well, Kate, about that is the B section, we tried to make it. There were more rural, outside of Mm Nipah-based stories that that surrounded it. And we always try and do as much as we can in outlying communities because we want to be the region's newspaper, Mm -hmm. not just Nipawas newspaper.
1: And certainly, I'm going to do a little plug here. A lot of people don't realize, while our name is Nipah, how far we go. We go north of St. Rose, south to Carberry. Uh, east of Westburn, and west of Minidosa, and we cover Newdale, um, Berwickson, on and all. So we've got a huge spread there, and we do like to cover all of those communities that we cover.
0: And we do, and not just in terms of circulation, but also in terms of news content. Mm -hmm. We try and hit those as well. And this one here, uh, an event which occurred in Minidosa, on the front page of Section B, carries over onto page 2. And I was very adamant with Kate, I wanted this to be in colour, and I wanted this to be prominent, Mm -hmm. because... I'll I'll admit, uh, after about 15 years of being in uh, media, you get a little jaded at times. You've seen it all and maybe you've seen a little too much, but when you see something like this, it opens things up for you and it gives you that perspective that you had when you started Mm -hmm. in the business. Now what I'm referring to is the Minidosa Legion recently unveiled 25 two-sided banners. They're going to be going up on street lights throughout the community. And what these banners are going to be representing are the area's uh, military veterans, both who have uh, passed, both who have retired, and a few who are still active in the area. And they actually had five of the individuals who are being represented at the ceremony, at the unveiling. It was very significant. The uh, attendance at the Legion was to capacity over 200 um, They started the whole thing by the singing of the National Anthem. And you sort of forget sometimes the significance of something like that. When I looked around the room and I saw everybody, and they were singing and they were speaking the words, they were saying the words and they had meaning to them. It just occurred to me like, wow, this is something in our area that's sort of special. And that's what it felt like the entire thing. I, I hope you take a few minutes to read this. Because sometimes stories take on that sef- special significance, and this is one. Mm. Now, you may notice right, right there mm. is a pin with the Canadian flag on it. And it, it occurred to me, these people take that seriously. They take what it means to be a Canadian and the freedoms that we have seriously. Because these are individuals who fought for our freedoms, fought for the right for me to sit here for you to sit here, for Kate to sit here and to speak our minds and we take that sometimes a little for granted and moments like this, moments like this ceremony and showing special appreciation like these banners is, um, is something that we shouldn't take for granted. I, I, I'm rambling here, let me let me throw this to you guys, <laughs> yeah. let, me, let me get your perspectives.
1: You know, I always think that um, it's really nice when we can, you know, when we can recognize and remember, especially um, especially as we're losing a lot of people who have that first-hand experience, that first-hand knowledge. I mean, I, I often think back to when we did uh, that special feature about uh, the anniversary of VE Day, and I think about in the years following how many obituaries for the people that I interviewed as part of that feature, how many obituaries I've seen come across my desk, um, and how happy I feel that we were able to do that when we were. Uh, and I, as you say, Owen, I think it is important that we recognize the contributions that um, that these that these veterans have made. Um, I, I will say that the banners are really lovely. They have the names, um, what the uh, what conflict they fought in, the years, um, what branch of the military they were in and yep. they have their their pictures as well don't they
0: they do yeah. yes and they go right from world war one to the conflict in afghanistan yeah. and it's not just all men there are women that are represented as well because this is all inclusive mm-hmm. and it, it's wonderful to see that that they are are seeing the perspectives not just soldiers on the ground mm-hmm. but there's uh, people that one of them that was listed was a, a padre mm-hmm. uh, padre don and i apologize uh Tom, if I, if I mispronounce this, uh, Tom Delgatti. Mm-hmm. Um And they also had uh, nurses and all that that mm-hmm. were represented there. So it was a mixed variety of people who served in one capacity or another, which is really wonderful. And they're planning to leave with
1: them after Remembrance Day, and then what are they planning to do with them?
0: That's the great thing. They're gonna be putting them up effective immediately. In fact, by the moment you're watching this, they may be up right now. And if you're passing through Minidosa, Take a moment, just drive down Main Street, Ta- take a look at some of these. They're very well done. Uh, and they're, as Kate said, they're going to be up until Remembrance Day. Then they're going to storm for winter, because Manitoba weather can really do a number on a lot of things. But they will be putting them up every year, up in the spring, throughout the summer, into the fall, Remembrance Day, taking them down. And they, this is ongoing. This isn't going to be two, three years. This is something they're going to keep going for forever, hopefully.
2: And I think taking them down and putting them back up is another way to just remind people because, like, if there's something that's hanging on the wall forever, like, mm-hmm. it never comes down, mm-hmm. you eventually kind of forget about yeah. it and just pass it by. But when you take it down and then it gets put back up in the spring, then people will be reminded and mm-hmm. they'll see it again. They'll be like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I should take a look at these. You yep. know, it's, an, it's just another way to remind people about it,
0: which I is have. cool. I had the opportunity to to speak with the uh, Legion president there, uh, Duane Lacoste. He filled me in on some of the details on that. Once again, B1, B2 of this week's Mm edition of the Banner and Press. I do sincerely hope you take a few minutes.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a great story, Mm -hmm. and uh, I was glad that we were able to go cover it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this week, can... uh, Can... Talks about the. It talks about life. I guess yep. would be a good way to to talk about it. He uh, he shares two interesting, I guess, pieces of writing. One of them is a poem called "The Dash," um, and it is about how you live your life. And the other one is the exact uh, reprint of a letter uh, home from a woman who moved, immigrated to uh, Gladstone, what was called at the time Palestine. And she's writing home on July 1st, 1873. Um, any thoughts about Ken's writing this week?
0: Well, you know, <laughs> I, I'll call it like I see it. Ken phoned it in this week, <laughs> but he did it in a wonderful way. Oh yeah. Seeing some of this, uh, I had no knowledge of of this background stuff, mm-hmm. this historic stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's it's nice to be able to see, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I I found it a fascinating read. Both oh, yeah. of both the. The poem and the letter, yeah.
2: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was very interesting. I really liked the poem because when I read the title, The Dash, what it was about was not what I was expecting. I thought they were going to talk about how life is like a race or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it's the dash between your birth date and your death date on a gravestone. The dash is what counts because that is all the time that you spend living. So I thought that was really interesting. It was cool. It's not what I was expecting when I first read the title. Maybe I
1: read the title and I wonder where this is going Mm -hmm. and then you get a couple lines in and you're like, oh, I get it. It's really neat. No, It was really great. Um, This is something different from Ken, and I don't I think it worked really well. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, So in my column, I kind of go a little off my usual topics as well. Um, I I had someone ask me, so what inspired this was I had someone ask me last week, like, how, like, you do so much, how how do you get everything done? And I guess the real answer is there's a lot of stuff that I don't do, so um, that's, Kind of my thoughts for this week that uh, that sometimes
0: you know you don't have to do the best job that you can, Um, yeah. uh, I'll I'll chime in there because I thought the comments you made in yours was interesting because you did as usual. Kate does the research. Kate goes the extra mile and found some information about how younger generations seem to be falling into perfectionism, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, an issue of perfectionism, and. that's yeah, that can drive you crazy. That can yeah, totally. that can really yeah. put stress on a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes good enough is good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not saying phone it in. Yeah. Kate Kate makes that statement in yeah. there and it's like, you know, yeah. y- you've got to do the best mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. and yeah. it was it's
1: more more about, you know, s- setting goals for what situation is, you know, what what is required of this task, mm-hmm. of this situation, yeah. and then achieving that and then moving on to yeah. the next thing. And sometimes the best you can do isn't going to be the best yes. of all, right? Yeah. And you
2: have to realize that and you have to be okay with that. Yeah. So, yeah, i just, when I read it, I thought it, found it very comforting because <laughs> I, I kind of often take that um, perspective yeah. of okay, this is really important. I'm going to do my best at it. Yeah. But these other things, I'm just going to get them done. Yeah. And once they're done, then they're done. And mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about it anymore. And I kind of try to not stress myself out about that type of thing. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people do. And yeah. I know that that can cause a lot of problems. Yeah. So uh, I, I really, I read that and it
1: was very affirming to me. Well, that's <laughs> good. And I hope that it would be. I hope that there were, you know, I hope that there are people out there who, you know, was sh- w- worth wondering you know whether what they were doing was good enough whether you know were they falling behind compared to other people and i I just kind of wanted to throw this out there and i mean i do a fair bit in the community but there's a lot of stuff that i don't do and there's a lot of stuff that i don't do very well so
0: but but let's be honest about this as well when you read this you're going to take something away with you you're going to take away the fact that you know i know somebody like this who is always striving for everything to be perfect (laughs) you most likely know somebody like that as well you might be that person as well and it's it's a fool's errand sometimes when you're trying to strive for the unattainable Mm -hmm. and that's what that can be sometimes Mm -hmm.
1: and certainly something i talk about here is that expect that expectations i think have risen as well i think we expect more of ourselves we think that others expect Mm -hmm. more of ourselves and that i thought that was interesting Mm -hmm. that the that the highest increase um in Know, feelings of perfectionism between eight, 1989 and I think it was 2016, um, the highest increase was in the type of perfectionism which is what, um, what you think that others expect of you. Mm-hmm. And and it, it didn't necessarily, m- so what people expect of themselves rose, what people expect of other people rose, but what people think other people expect of them rose by more. Yeah. And I thought that was very interesting.
2: And it, I think it's very accurate as well because that is, I think, one of the things that motivates people to feel like they need to be perfect yes. is other people, yeah. other people's expectations. And other people may not even have those expectations. Yeah. If you're walking down the street and you see somebody, you're not going to be like, "Oh, their makeup is perfect. Yeah. My gosh, they need to step it up." <laughs> you're just going to be walking down the street, and these people that are doing their makeup are thinking, "It's got to be perfect because everybody's going to see it and everybody's going to judge it, right?" Yeah. So yeah, it just. It really I think that's a very accurate thing picture yeah. of of how our society is kind of becoming. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah.
1: focus on what matters folks. Yes.
0: <laughs> and get the job done. Don't yeah. worry about it getting perfect.
1: Yeah i'm not going to make a comment about you saying those words is no. <laughs> our office perfectionist yeah exactly. I'm
0: not, though and <laughs> anyone who's read my work knows it
2: i mean <laughs> when i showed him a mistake that i found on one of the pages this week see if you can find it um he he was like oh that's not that bad <laughs> i've seen worse mistakes in other papers <laughs> mainly
0: because just 10 minutes earlier i had been looking through and i'll name names a port- <laughs> the portage paper and one of the uh, cut lines, they misspelled portage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we've all been there. Yep. I hate to say it, we've all been there. I
0: admit it, I've <laughs> put three E's in Nipawah, once, <laughs> e twice in my lifetime. <laughs>
1: Let's segue on <laughs> so halfway through the episode. Yeah. Uh, Kira, you want to tell us about, uh, you wrote uh, about a new event that was celebrated this year. want to tell us about one that won't be coming back this year? Yeah,
2: um, it's a little bit unfortunate. I, I know when Owen had mentioned it initially in our office, everyone was like, what? This isn't happening? Um, but yeah, Jamfest is taking a year off. So uh, if you aren't familiar, Jamfest is a, kind of a little festival put on by Arts Forward where they had jams of the food variety and best everybody time. yes yep. and everybody got to taste the jams and judge them and that kind of a thing which would have been awesome i never actually ended up making to making it to any of them but uh, i think it would have been the best uh they also had jam as in the musical type like jam into some Beats, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so yeah, there there was music and there was jam and there was art um, on display and other, and like vendors and that kind of thing, other activities and stuff. But uh, this year they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rain, I talked to Rain, she's the uh, the coordinator of Arts Forward. Yep. And she said that the main reason that they weren't doing it is financial. And I know that we had had a story earlier in the year about them going to the town because they are in need of some more financial um, support and uh, they, she said that every year they run this, it doesn't actually make them any money because I presume it's a free event mm-hmm. yeah. um, and uh, so they kind of needed to just focus on their programs for this year and take a look at it again next year and see what they can do and see if they're on good enough financial footing to do it again. Um, she said another reason was they, it never was really as well attended as she hoped mm-hmm. and so, if it does come back next year, which most likely it will, because we know that a lot of people, including Rain herself, would like to see it come back. Um, if it does come back next year, it may come back different because mm-hmm. they are looking for suggestions on what might mm-hmm. what people want to see at it. So there'll be um, a survey coming out mm-hmm. soon. You, people can uh, send them messages on Facebook, call them, go to the office, um, and just let them know, we want Jamfest back. Mm-hmm. And if they don't want Jamfest back, let them know what they do want to see right so okay we want a festival but we don't necessarily want jam mm-hmm. right so i don't know why you wouldn't want jam no, but <laughs> exactly
0: right. jelly palooza it is there we go right.
2: so yeah just butterpalooza Ooh. i can get behind that Ooh, that sounds good flaky there so. was
1: one i guess positive thing that that reading the story <laughs> stood out to me was that you know she said that they started it to fill the void left by Lily Festival, mm-hmm. and she did mention that this year there are a lot of yes, other events yeah, going on in sure. the community. So at least that's that's a positive mm-hmm. that um, you know that they can take a step back, and there's still lots to oh, offer yeah. the community.
2: Yeah, Yeah. she was quick to mention everything else going on in the community, as well as the stuff that Arts Forward is putting on for the summer, right? So yeah, there's so much to do. There's so much to look forward to. You don't have to mope around your house because there's no Jam Fest. (laughs) But if you want to see it it come back, then let them know, and then it's more likely to come back.
1: This is a really exciting edition of Story Behind the Stories. And do you know why that is, Owen?
0: Not a clue.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's because we aren't talking about sports. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so, yep. do you want to tell us about something far more interesting and exciting than sports? Funding for wastewater. Woo. I don't want to talk about that crappy
0: story. <laughs> I want to talk about sports. <laughs> but I guess we should. Um, we've talked about this in previous episodes very recently. Uh, Nipawah's wastewater plan is slowly uh, shutting down Phase 1 of this major upgrade. Because Can you remind us what Phase 1 was? It was essentially... Um, they're taking because of the population of Nipawa, it is growing and the capacity that we have for water and sewage and wastewater was only at a certain amount it, it's able to handle what we have right now but five years from now ten years from now it's not going to be able to handle that capacity I'm trying to be as delicate as possible with the wording here so <laughs> you'll have to bear with me um, but uh, phase one essentially is taking some of these wastewater cells these lagoons shutting them down, moving them over into a, a new system. Phase two is going to expand the new lagoon system. It's going to be very econ- economic, not no. economically, Ecological. uh, ecologically <laughs> uh, ahead of its uh, of its uh, predecessor. It's going to be a one-of-a-kind setup in Western Manitoba, actually. But to do something like that, that costs a lot of money. We talked about a lending uh, bylaw that was going forward that had a little bit of concern from ratepayers because it was going to be costing us a fair bit of money to, to pay back this. Fortunately, uh, a federal organization has stepped up along with the federal government and is helping us on this. The organization is known as the Federation of Canadian Municipalities, who, along with the federal government, are going to be contributing five point zero two million dollars towards phase two now don't get it twisted though I mean we're not getting free money the majority of this is a loan but it's gonna be a very low interest loan compared to what we were going to have to get for this so uh, in total about four point three million is going to be loan with a grant of six hundred fifty five thousand dollars Now, sure we gotta pay a lot of that back but again it's the interest that always kills you. Mm-hmm. When you look at your credit card, when you look at your line of credit or whatever, it's that interest that always gets you in the end. Mm-hmm. So the town's going to be able to move forward on this, get it at a rate that's going to be a little more acceptable for the average person in Nivois for something that once again needs to be done. We're growing in population, mm-hmm. so we need we need a system that's going to be able to handle people. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> Know, their I, needs. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was about to make a comment, but then better judgment came to my head, and so I'm just going to leave that be. Uh,
1: now, can you remind us what the total cost of this project is?
0: I cannot off the top of my head, Kate. Um, if I remember correctly, the uh, phase one was $6.5 million. Dollars. Yeah. I may be off on that number, but not by much. Mm-hmm. But uh, this second portion is, I think, 5 and a half. Okay. and a half. Once again I don't remember off the top of my head but uh, this is a very expensive endeavor, mm-hmm. but it is a necessary mm-hmm. endeavor as well.
1: What's interesting is that they haven't gone just for a straight replacement. They've really, I mean by the sounds of it, this is the only, this is really leading edge in terms of treatment technology. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to see that they haven't just said, oh, let's, you know, we need to expand our system, let's expand it, but they've said, you know, what can we you know how can we build for the future, not just in terms of capacity, but in terms of yeah. you know technology and uh, keeping everything in mind.
0: Because there's a lot of energy consumption that goes into wastewater treatment, so this is going to cut down on that energy consumption. So it's it's going to be great for the environment on multiple levels.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fantastic news. So, do you know if they're pursuing any other grants, or the rest, or the well, the rest of this project will be paid for by that board? They are graduates. looking
0: into other grants yeah. as well. They don't want to say anything too yeah. public right now because you know you don't want to say we're going to get this money and then not get mm-hmm. the money. For sure. But they are pursuing multiple avenues.
1: Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Any thoughts about Bowen's story?
2: No, well, my craft doesn't go there, so it doesn't really
1: affect me. Oh, we just about <laughs> beat it through. Oh, all oh. right. I knew I could count on one of you. Yeah,
2: uh, you had to ask.
1: I had me? to ask. <laughs> um, we're as we're nearing the end. Uh, this might be the last story we have time to talk about, uh, and I'm going to talk about it because I was at the event, mm-hmm. and that is the uh, Beautiful Plains Community Foundation held their annual grants luncheon. Uh, a couple of weeks ago
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they gave out uh, quite a bit of money to community organizations which is always really nice to see I know that the organizations really appreciate it um, so yeah so that was really exciting they gave out a total of I'm just gonna grab the number from here a uh, hundred and eighty seven thousand and forty dollars in grants and mm-hmm. those grants came uh, in the form of kind of under four different headings so there were the youth advisory uh, committee or council Council grants, which are <laughs> given out by students at NACI. Uh, there were the gainer vivian flow-through grants, which uh, was part of a 10-year, $100,000 commitment that uh, gainer vivian made to the Foundation. And these grants are interesting, because unlike all of the other grants the Foundation gives out, where the money comes from the interest earned on investments in the endowment fund, uh, the Vivian flow-through grants, it's just straight up, every year he gives $10,000, and $10,000 gets given out, none of it is key. Forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were the community fund grants, which are the ones that organizations can apply to annually, and then there were the designated fund grants, which are um, organizations or uh, specific purposes will have money set up, will have endowment funds set up to specifically benefit them. So.
0: And it's great to see something like this in the community. The Beautiful Plains Community Foundation does such amazing work. And sometimes they do do it behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we can maybe take organizations like this for granted. And we shouldn't because Mm -hmm. it is something special for an and area.
2: For sure. And another thing that was interesting uh, um, that you had mentioned earlier, um, not on the show, but (laughs) earlier, was that there were some uh, projects that we didn't know that were even happening Mm -hmm. that the, the Um, community foundation knew because they had applied for grants Mm -hmm. and so we get to learn a little bit more about the different projects and it's really nice because they also get funding
1: yeah (laughs) exactly so it's really cool yeah and I was just about to say more or less the same thing I always find it so interesting because I would consider myself to have a fairly good idea of what's going on in the community but there are always projects that receive support that I did not know existed Mm -hmm. or did not know they were meeting a need that existed um, so it's really nice to see that, that these projects are getting support mm-hmm. and a bit of publicity too so that if other people, uh, you know, believe in that cause they have an opportunity to support For it sure. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, do we want to, we've got two minutes left, do we want to do one more or start wrapping it up?
0: I think we'd probably not do another one justice if we no, jumped in this or this late. I think, mm-hmm. I think late. you're
1: right. I think what I am going to say is that we have 24 pages. In this week's paper, combined in the two sections, so yep. there's really a lot to read. Oh yeah, and there is sports. There is Don't worry. sports <laughs> in the paper. Uh, we just didn't talk about it. Yep. yay. Yeah. But again, uh, got to
0: give a shout out to a bunch of youngsters on that. Yes. So, uh, but you'll find out for yourself when you get there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, so, if you are within our coverage area, be sure to pick up a hard copy of the paper. You'll get the flyers as well as the news. And uh, if you're outside of our coverage area, you can read the entire thing online on mywestman.ca. Uh, if you you can also tune into NAC TV, where they will read the paper to you, if you know if you have str- if you struggle to read it yourself. So that's a really great uh, third way that you can read the paper. Mm-hmm. Um, if you enjoyed our version of Story Behind the Stories, uh, you can watch it on demand on our Facebook page. You can also uh, watch it on NAC TV. It shows almost every day. Um, I would like to give a little shout out to. I know we have one viewer from the Greater Toronto Area. So mm-hmm. there is people from all across Canada, hopefully all over the world, who are listening to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also uh, publish this as a podcast as well. Um, so if you're maybe driving and you don't want to watch the video, you can just listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I guess we may as well wrap it up as we get ready to enjoy a Canada Day long weekend. Mm-hmm. Any big plans?
0: Tourism stuff is going to be <laughs> keeping me busy during Canada Day. So. Uh, I'll, I'll have to report Wait in to on that yeah. later.
2: I'll give a shout out to my mom. It's her birthday. It's a big birthday for her this year. I won't say the number because you know. It's <laughs> 20,
1: right? Yeah, 2025
2: 20, <laughs> actually. Okay, 25. Yeah, it's a big <laughs> quarter of your life yeah. gone by, right? So, good happy birthday to her on Canada Day. So okay. I got to give her a shout out there.
1: <laughs> So on behalf of myself, Kate Jackman-Ikinson, Owen Devro, and Kira Patterson, we'd like to thank you for tuning in this week. If you have news ideas for us, you can send them to news at com. You can also send us ads at ads at com. and since the paper relies entirely on that for our funding, we uh, hope that you'll do that. Uh, you can give us a call 204-476-3401. Thank you so much.